welcome to this to uh, the Love Well podcast. Glad you guys are back with me this week. Um, so uh, we are wrapping up here on uh, our seven part series on who is Jesus, and uh, with John chapter fifteen, I am the vine. Uh, this is one of the more famous uh, passages in really all of Scripture. So. Uh, we're going to wrap up uh, the series, and next week we dive into the book of James and kind of look at a living faith and that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, as always, uh, the best way to make sure that you catch anything uh, that I am uh, writing, recording, that kind of thing, uh, is to make sure that you subscribe to DanielMRose.com. Uh, just head over there and uh, drop your email address in, and everything is dropped right into your inbox. Uh, I've started writing uh, knee-jerk devotionals, so just kind of like my gut responses to some uh, to some scripture that I'm reading uh, each morning, and uh, hopefully, I don't know, hopefully that's that's helpful for you. Some folks have found it to be really helpful, and uh, yeah, you can get all that real easy by simply subscribing uh, right here uh, at danielmrose.com. Um, and uh, you can continue. The easiest way to continue the conversation with me is uh, by following me on Twitter at Daniel M. Rose. And uh, you can find the archive of today's uh, message, conversation, uh, over at youtube.com slash Daniel M. Rose. So hopefully that's helpful. Um, ask your questions and I will answer them at the end, right? So we're going to kind of talk through this passage together. And then at the end, if you have any questions, I will, I will respond to them. Um, so, you know, I know last week uh, there's some, some folks that kind of popped on. We're like, Hey, this is just must be pre-recorded because you're not responding. Well, the the reality is is that um, you know we're gonna kind of talk through this passage and then respond to questions at the end. So um, let's see. Yeah, I think that's I think that's it. Uh, so uh, today's passage um, is John fifteen one through seventeen, and it goes like this. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me, my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, 
you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. All right. This uh, this passage, man, it is just, it's one of those uh, that people read all the time, that people talk about a lot. Um, and it's, it's just, it's one of those passages that seem to get into us. Um, and I think, I think it gets into us uh, because especially for us as Americans, right? As Americans are one of our top values. One of the things that are most important to us is our independence. We we think that we got it all figured out. We think that we are good to go on our own, that we don't need anybody, right? Couldn't be further from the truth. Couldn't be further from the truth. We, <laughs> we not only can we not go it alone, we desperately need to be connected to Jesus. We need to be connected in this deep, abiding kind of way. And, and we can't avoid it. Once we, once we start trying to go it alone, um, things just begin to fall apart. It, it just doesn't work. And so for us, for us to live life to the full, we have to stay united with Christ. We have to remain in connection with Him, the vine. If we do, we bear fruit. And who do we bear fruit with? We bear fruit with the other branches, right? I mean, this is there. There is this interdependence that that is is real and is absolutely necessary for the life of the follower of Jesus. The I'm going to go it alone. Lone Ranger Christian thing, it it doesn't work, and yet, yet we really think, we really think uh, that it does, but it doesn't. We we in, in a very real sense, we have to stay stuck on Jesus, right? We we have to remain. Now, when you read through this passage, when you read through John chapter fifteen. Uh, the key word, and there's no doubt what the key word is, it's remain. And you see, we, we are the ones that have the responsibility to stay connected to Christ. Christ isn't going anywhere. Christ, Christ isn't moving. Christ, the vine, he 
He is always faithful. He is always going to stay with us, right? He is. This is this is who he is. This is what he is about. We we have to we have to remain. That's that's such a that's such an important thing. Um, now Jesus here, you know, we're we're going through these I am statements, right? Jesus says, I am the true vine. We, uh, as American Christians, uh, might miss the, uh, the, the importance or the significance of that statement. But for uh, Jewish Christians, for first century Christians, that statement of, I am the true vine, that would have been... Uh, that would have been a hand grenade in the middle of the table. It it would have it would have opened eyes big. It would have dilated eyes. It would have just made people kind of sit up and take notice. Wait, what? What are you saying here? Now, remember, Jesus here is still in the upper room uh, with his with his disciples, and he is teaching them something. Uh, that goes on, I think, to shape the entire direction of the church. As these disciples go forth and they preach the gospel, this idea of Jesus being the true vine, uh, it really it really shapes everything. So what what's the significance? What's the big idea? What is the what is the thing here with Jesus saying, I am the true vine? Well, you have to understand that back in the Old Testament, this metaphor of the vine is used all, often, if not exclusively, of the nation of Israel, of the people of God, that they are the vine. And it is almost always, if not exclusively, used in the context of judgment, that they were a vine that didn't bear fruit. And so they were, they were going to be removed. It is the, the statement, this, this imagery is being sent into exile. It's being cut off from God because they they fell short, because they weren't faithful. They were untrue. Now, Jesus here says, I am the true vine. He is saying he is the faithful one. He is the one who has stayed faithful to God. He is the one who has stayed faithful to the law. He is the one who has stayed faithful to the Father. He is the true Vine. He is the embodiment of all that is faithful and true and good. And because of that, because he is the true vine, because he is the vine that embodies all of the promises, all of the faithfulness, because he was the one who was ultimately perfectly faithful to the covenant, he is able to die and rise again on behalf of of humanity. He is the one who is able to reconcile all things. Why? Because he was the faithful one. He is the true vine. That's why. Because he's true and the true vine and the faithful and faithful to the covenant, he has the ability and the power to reconcile all things. Now, um, verse 9, and I think verse 9 is one of those important important moments and key verses in this and trying to understand what is going on uh, here in John 15, because you have 
all of this remain in me and all these things. And it can get, it can get a little bit confusing, right? He says, as the father has loved me, so have I loved you now remain in my love. What kind of love does the father have for the son? An eternal love, a love without beginning, a love without end. That is the kind of love the Father has for the Son. It's Trinitarian, right? It is eternally past, eternally future. This is the kind of love that the Father has for the Son. Jesus is saying he loves the church. He loves his people the same way. A love without beginning, a love without end, a love that is eternal. You see, we can't earn the love. We can't earn the love of Christ. The love of Christ goes nowhere. It does not change. It is eternally past, it is eternally future. It is absolutely perfect. The question, the question that is before us is, do we experience that love? How do we, how do we get to experience and know in, in reality, in life, in the fullness of our lives? How do we know? the love of Christ. This is, this is what gets to the heart of this idea of remain in Jesus. Because Jesus isn't going anywhere. His love is not changing. His love for us is the same as the Father's love for him. Eternal and unchanging. So we, we have to figure out how do we experience that? Jesus says you experience that by remaining in my love. How do we do it? We keep his commands. If you, will, if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. Well, what are, what's the command? Well, verse 17, this is my command. Love each other. Love each other. This, this is the command. This is how... This is how we remain. I, I've been, I mean, I, I preached this or taught this, you know, a couple weeks ago um, in, in kind of real time in missional community. And, um, and so I've, I've had even more time to kind of let this rattle around. And I got to tell you, the weight of this idea that for us to know and experience the love of Christ is rooted. It's rooted in us obeying the command and the command is to love each other. We know and experience the love of Christ as we know and experience the love for one another. As we practice loving one another, we experience the love of Christ. Do you see how this whole thing is tied together? It's, it's this interconnected web, right? It's, it's not something that, um, that we are going to be able to do on our own. We will not know, fully know, fully experience, fully, fully understand the love of Christ apart from being in deep relationship with one another. And a relationship with one another that is rooted in love. Do you see? Do you see how this whole thing begins to fold in 
on itself. And, and as we love one another and we remain in Christ's love, then what does he say? He says, I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is so John. You go and you read 1 John and this idea of joy is, is the entire letter. The entire letter is about how do we live with joy? How do we experience joy in this life? It's real simple. We experience joy in this life by remaining in Christ. How do we remain in Christ? We love each other. We love each other. So if you're not experiencing, if you're not experiencing you know, the love of Christ, if you if you are feeling pretty disconnected, then I think the the question, the question that we have to ask ourselves is. How are we doing with loving each other? Where are you? Where are you harboring resentment, bitterness, hatred in your heart? Where do you have these broken relationships? Because where where the things where relationships are broken? Guys, that's that's where we begin to get disconnected. That's where we begin to kind of not remain in Christ. And if we don't remain in Christ, then we don't bear fruit. We get pruned, right? We, we, we don't get pruned. We get cut off. It's kind of like that old story, um, you know, of a man who, who hadn't been coming to church at all. And so one day the, the pastor of, of the church you know, shows up at the man's house. It was a cold winter's day, and he knocks on the door, and the man, you know, welcomes him in, and they go in, and they sit down in the man's living room in front of the fire. And uh, the pastor doesn't say a word; he just sits there, and they're sitting there uh, enjoying their their tea and uh, and looking at the fire. And at one point, pastor stands up, walks over to the fire, and grabs the tongs, and he grabs a he grabs a, a coal from the fire that was separated out away from the, the fire and it had gone cold. And it was just, you know, it was just a cold ember. So he picks it up and he sets it back into the fire. And immediately, and immediately, that piece of coal lights up in flame. The man looks at the pastor and says, I'll see you at church on Sunday, Pastor. The pastor left, never said, never saying a word. You see, that's like us. That's like us when we disconnect ourselves from one another. What we're really doing is we are disconnecting ourselves from the vine, and we are no longer remaining in Christ because to remain in Christ is to love each other. And if we are loving each other, then we are going to experience joy. And, and that, isn't that what it's about? Don't you want to live? I want to live a life of joy. I, I, want, I want people to look at me and say, that dude has joy. Don't you want them to say that about you too? And ultimately, the way we do, the way we get to experience that joy, the way we get to live that joy, is, is by is by staying connected to Jesus. If we stay connected to Jesus, 
by loving each other. It's that easy. And that hard. Because, you know what? People are just like us. I wrote this morning uh, about just kind of my own my own reality of knowing the rottenness that is in me. Um, I know that I'm not the nicest, easy person to be around all the time. I'm sure that I make it difficult um, for people to love me. And, uh, and yet I have people in my life who, who love me. They love me in spite of myself. And, uh, you know, I got to tell you, I think most people are just like me. We, we know how, how hard it is. We know our own, our own rottenness in us. And sadly, we sometimes look at others and we see their rottenness and, and we lay it on, we lay it on real thick, um, on them, right? We, we hold, tend to hold others uh, to a much higher standard than we hold ourselves. And as a result of that, um, we, we end up not, we end up not loving them well. And when we don't love, we get disconnected and we get isolated. And, and we're no longer remaining in Christ. And so we don't experience the eternal love that Christ has for us. That same kind of love that God the Father has for God the Son. It's pretty remarkable, isn't it? That that kind of love exists for you, for me, for each of us to know and experience on a constant and daily basis. But the way, the way that we know that kind of love is ultimately by loving each other. So my challenge for you this week, take a look. Where, where are your broken relationships? Where are you harboring resentment? Because it's in, it's in those places. It's in those places where you are becoming disconnected where you are at danger of not remaining in Christ, where you are going to lose joy because you are not experiencing love. Well, um, I hope that you will continue the conversation with me. And uh, the easiest way to do that is by connecting with me on Twitter at Daniel. M. Rose. As always, you can subscribe to this uh, to this podcast um, anywhere you find podcasts. If you listen on audio, uh, you can grab it anywhere. Hashtag Love Well. Uh, or the easiest way to make sure you never miss an episode or never miss anything that I write is to head over to DanielMRose.com and subscribe just by dropping your uh, your email address. It'll go right it'll go right into your inbox and. Uh, the video archive of today's message is at youtube.com slash Daniel Rose. And uh, yeah, next week 
we dive in in James. Uh, but I will be live again uh, later this week, um, probably on Thursday uh, afternoon. So uh, we're going to be uh, looking looking at beyond beyond Sunday school, and uh, we're going to start kind of this this overview of the whole Bible, the big picture. And uh, yeah, I hope you'll join me uh, around one o'clock on Thursday for Beyond Sunday School. Um, but until then, love well, my friends. <laughs> <laughs>